You are about to listen to the word by Pastor Olabisi, brought to you by Freedom House International Ministries. Be blessed as you listen. Because you are a faithful God. We thank you because you are indeed worthy. Worthy to receive thanks. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor as the almighty God of the universe. Father, we just thank you for all that you have done before we came. And all that you are doing now as we are here. And for all that you have done ahead of us. And all that you have prepared for us. In our eternal existence. Glory be unto you Lord Jesus. Who is, who was, whoever shall be. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one who reigns forever. The one who is able. More than able to do all things. And in your name, Lord Jesus, we speak. And by your word, we declare. And let every word that we shall speak and declare today, let it travel through the winds, the ocean, the sea, and the rivers, and bring down every mountain. And here, O oh Lord, we rise. And we'll know that you are indeed the merciful, wonderful counselor of the universe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Today's message is titled Divine Results. Divine Results. Result is one thing that we all aspire towards in life. As human beings, we all want good results. And when it comes to results or outcomes, when you look at things from a natural perspective, you would see that the outcome in the natural sense is wholly predictable. It's only when the predictable does not happen, that's when you will begin to say that something is wrong somewhere. For example, when you mate with a man as a woman, the predictable result is that a child would come out of that. If you are in your car, for example, you start the engine, you begin to accelerate. 
The predictable result is that if you put it in gear, that there will be a movement. The predictable result in a natural sense is that you cannot walk on water. Because the predictable result is that if you try to walk on water, you will sink. The predictable result is that if you are moving your feet, you are bound to move ahead. Therefore, when it comes to outcomes in our lives, the only time we will begin to question or ask that something is going wrong is when the predictable is not happening. The predictable result in terms of you wanting a career or a job or a business or this and that is that you will have money. You will be able to afford the things that you want in this life. So the question now comes when you work, you are not able to meet your outgoings, let alone have something aside. That's when the question now comes, what's happening? When, as I said, you made as a man and a woman and nothing is happening, that's when you question, why can't I have a baby? So when it comes to results, naturally speaking, there is a result that is already in our mind which we'll expect from our actions. But when we are talking about result, and I'm talking divine results, we need to first understand that result comes from understanding of our objectives. You need to have an objective, and you need then to know that this objective is what you are working towards. That's the only time you'll be able to say that I have fulfilled my objectives and I have acquired the results that I wanted from it. When we're looking therefore at results, we need to understand what our objectives are. As human beings, our objectives are divided into two main categories. Our natural objectives, which I have said is predictable, what you want in life is naturally predictable and this is because as a human being your wants and desire are based upon the things that you are conditioned to want and to desire in your natural existence. So when it comes to natural objectives, our objectives is kind of predictable in the sense of what we want as and when we exist. Let's take for example, the objectives of having a career as a woman. This is an objective which we derived and we now aspire towards over the years. Before, the main objective was for you to marry and to have children. But today, there is an objective which is for you to marry, to have children, and also have a vibrant career. Because we live in an age where that is possible. It is possible to be married, it is possible to have children, and it is also possible to have a wonderful career. We see in our world today faces of women who are in places that they wouldn't have been in years ago. So as a woman, when you now have an objective to have an aspiring or a vibrant career and also your own natural objectives, which is to have children and to have a relationship, it is because of the time you exist in and the fact that you see these things as possible. So when we talk of natural objectives, as I said, 
One of the natural objectives that we have as human beings is things like having children. And we have natural objectives such as having relationships. And on the natural objectives, we also have what I call our main personal objectives, things like careers, goals, and things like that. These are things that you want for yourself personally. But you see, every objective is derived from a main objective. And what's that main objective? Our supernatural objective. Every objective is what? Is derived from our supernatural objectives. Our natural objectives is out of our spiritual attributes. You want to have children. This is biblically supported. You want to have marriage. This is biblically supported. You want to have a career. That's talking about influence. That's talking about affluence. And when we look at the Bible, we see that all of our objectives stems from our supernatural objectives in life. Every natural objective, therefore, as I said, comes from the way that we are made supernaturally. There's nothing wrong with you wanting a husband. There's nothing wrong with you wanting a wife because God made you to be in relationship. God made you to multiply. So when you want a child, you are actually wanting these things out of your paternal and maternal and genetical makeup as a spirit being. So when you are talking to a woman and say, ah, forget about having children. You know, don't worry. Just, just praise God. And that woman cannot let go. You've got to understand that that woman is nursing that objective because of her maternal instinct. When you are talking to a woman and say forget about having a husband the reason why that woman can't forget about that is because the Bible says it is not good for the man to be alone. That is biblically supported. That's why God created the male and female. He didn't just create the man. He created the male and the female. So as the female you want the male to feel completed and you need to understand all these things because if you do understand them, then you will know that because you want a child or because you want a husband, that doesn't make you a freak. It just means that you're a natural person. And as I said, our objectives in life is derived from our spiritual makeup. In Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to 28, God said in verse 26, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish and over the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In verse 27, that God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them in verse 28 God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moving upon the earth so when you are now in your paternal and maternal mood remember your mood and mood and objectives and feelings has a biblical support. 
There is also the fact that we want relationship. Again in Genesis chapter 2 from verse 18 and the Lord said it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20, And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to the beasts of the field. And then verse 21, The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took out of his ribs closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the ribs which the Lord God had taken from man made he woman and brought her unto the man. When Adam woke up from this deep sleep, what did he say in verse 23? And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. She shall be called what? Womb man. Then 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So if you are a woman out there and can't let go of your desire to have a husband, there's a reason for that. You are genetically made to join to a man to become what? One flesh. The fact that you cannot let go of this desire, there is a spiritual base and reason for that. And we also saw in Genesis chapter 1, the desire to have careers and to succeed and to have influence and to have influence. That is all to do with our objective of dominion. You want to be a doctor, you are still talking of dominion. You want to have your own business, you are talking of dominion. You want to have money, you are talking of dominion. You want to be this, you are talking of dominion. In the days of Adam, God said, so long as you obey me, you will continue to have dominion. And when God gave Adam the female and joined them together, he made them to be one. Because that's why he did not create another person separately. He took the reap from the man. And that is to tell us that the man and the woman are one. And only when you are one can you have a relationship. So when you are talking of your objectives in supernatural context, what you are really talking about is not just you having a car or you having a wife or you having a child. Because even if you achieve those objectives, you will still have a void. And why is that? Because your main objective in life is to have a divine peace, rest, and joy in a living relationship. Life started with relationship. God as the head of relationship created man to be in relationship with him. He gave the man a female to be in relationship with that man and together with him. He enabled them to multiply for them to be a family and as a family in relationship with him. And it is only in peaceful relationship that your real objective can be fulfilled in life. If you just have a marriage, who is to say that that marriage would work out? If you just have a child, who is to say that that child will fulfill 
your real, real needs and desires in life. And when we think of objectives, we only think of what we want and how we want it. How many people are not just praying for a marriage, but they are actually praying for a husband that God has chosen for them so that when they marry the husband, they will have peace. How many women are making that kind of prayer? How many men say, Lord, give me a wife that will be a help me to me, that will be a friend, that will give me peace, that will take my, my fears and make it her own, that will share my dreams and my vision, that will support me in everything that I do, that will pray for me and fast for me and be there for me. No, what you pray for is just a wife. How many people when they are praying for a child, is saying, Lord, give me a son or a daughter, one that will glorify you or and exalt you, one that will bring out your glory, one that I will dedicate to you and give back unto you. As a man, you just want a son. As a woman, you just want a daughter. And at the end of the day, when you now have this daughter or the son or the husband or the wife, you now realize something is wrong somewhere. And what is wrong somewhere? It all started again in the book of Genesis. We saw that the objective of man was relationship with God. God made that objective clear. That so long as you are in relationship with me, you will continue to have your divine resource. The result of peace. The result of joy. The result of rest. The result of dominion. The result of power. The result of light. The result of goodness, the result of glory, the result of multiplication, the result of progression, the result of development, the result of authority, the result of might, the result of creation, the result of wonder, the result of signs, you name it, everything that is godly, you will continue to have that. But the day that you step out of relationship with me, that's when you will have another result. And what happened? Man wanted to be by himself, to dictate its own agenda. We saw in Genesis chapter 3, the consequences of that. What was the consequences? The first divorce took place. You see, today as a church, we don't talk about divorce. We don't talk about promiscuity in the church. We don't talk about those type of things because we just want to come to church and we all want to appear holy and wonderful and excellent. But I've got news for you because of sin, because of the flesh, divorce is taking place. Promiscuity is taking place. Sin is going on right in the noses of people that are elders, that are called pastors. And let me tell you, until we begin to admit the result of sin, and the consequences of sin, we will not begin to work towards achieving our main goals and results in life. Today, there are many people out there listening to my tone of voice right now. Women going through all sorts of domestic violence and they are church members. There are men suffering at the hands of their wives. Children abused at the hands of those that are supposed to take care of them. Today, we live in a society 
of blame. It's your fault. It's my fault. Today, people want to get married. Remember those vows. In sickness and in health. For poorer, for richer. But those vows are only for richer, not for poorer. It's only for health, not in sickness. Today, marriage is not worth more than the paper that is written on. No commitment. No working together. Everybody is doing their own thing. Everybody is pursuing their personal objectives and goals. We wonder why the fabric of the society has broken down. The men are not taking their position. The women, they are oppressed. They want to be the men. The children wants to be the parents. The rulers are corrupt. And everything is backward. Not the way it was when God made it to be. Why? Genesis chapter 3. Man fell for Satan. And who is Satan? Satan is anti-relationship. God is pro-relationship. Am I talking to someone today? When God created you, he created you to love you. That's why he called you his beloved. To be loved. And Satan as a betrayer of love. He's anti-love. His work is to basically break everything apart. Satan is a destroyer. He is not a builder. And when he came on that day. He came to separate man from God. And to make man and God enemies. He said look. Everything that God told you is not true. He has lied to you. There's a secret that is hiding from you. That same tree that he said you should not eat from, that's the exact tree you need to eat from. And that's the day that you will become wise just like God. That's the day you will begin to see. That's the day you will become understanding of the things that you need to understand. And who fell for it? The womb man. You see, the fall of the woman is automatically the fall of the man. Because the man and the woman, they're one. When you look at Genesis chapter 5, he said he created them male and female, and he called them both Adam. And what happened? When God came to give judgment, instead of both of them as one, now own up and say, Lord, we're wrong. Please forgive us. We have wronged you. Let us continue. No. The woman said it was the snake. The man said it was the woman. And if you look at Genesis chapter 3, you will see that God did not bother to ask the serpent. He asked the woman. He said, why have you done this thing? The woman said it was the serpent. He asked the man, he said, why have you done this thing? The man said it was the woman. And immediately he got onto the serpent. What did God do? God came out with curses. You see, when God created man... He gave man blessings. The word that he spoke to the soul of man was the word of blessing. He said, be fruitful. That's a blessing. And multiply. That's a blessing. Have dominion. Have, oh my God. These are divine blessings that gave man divine results. But out of sin, curses came out. 
and out of curses, what happened? There was an opposite. And what was the opposite? Man had to work. Let's look at that. Genesis chapter 3. From verse 15. To the serpent. The Lord says. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Thou shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over you. Did you get that? Your desire shall be that of your husband, and he shall rule over you. You see, if you look at that in a spiritual context, that sounds like a blessing. When God says your desire shall be that of your husband and he shall rule over you, it sounds as if God was blessing the woman. And that would be fantastic if you are married to a man who is the same mind as you, who loves you, who wants to be with you, and who shares the same dreams and visions and aspirations as you, then there's no problem in that man ruling over you. The problem here is that if you have a man who hates you, who despises you, who wants to dominate you in evil and wickedness, then you've got a problem. And then unto the man he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I have commanded, saying, thou shalt not eat, cursed is the ground for thy seed. Cursed. You now have to labor. You now have to work. You now have to sweat it out. Verse 18 says, Stones and tissues shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, and nineteen in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground, for out of thee was thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust thou shalt return to. That is a serious curse. And when you look at these curses, you will see that it is ruling people's lives today. Today, the objective, the desire of most women is men. I want a husband. I want a man. But the problem is the man that you want, they don't want you. In most cases, the man that you love, don't love you. The one that you love and you care for will look at you and say, you know what? You've got everything a woman should have. You're beautiful, you're intelligent, you, you, you are just perfect. But you are just too good for me. You need another man that, that will meet the standard of your goodness. And you are saying as a woman, and say, look, I have kind of reduced my level of, of standard a little bit. You, you are good enough for me. Let's carry on with this relationship. And a man is saying, you know what? That is simply telling you we're breaking up. It's just telling you I'm no longer interested. And here you are thinking that I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm doing everything a woman should be doing. But now the man is now telling you you are too good. You're too good for a man like me. You're too good, just too good. You need a man out there that is not like me, but you are telling them that you are the one that I want. You're good enough for me. What about, what about the man? You know, you've, you've met the woman. She's, 
she's just fantastic and so on and so forth. But, but this man loves you too much. He, he doesn't put his foot down. You know, how can you be shouting and screaming and talking and all he does is just sit there. You need a man that will control you. A man that, that, will, that will just put you in your place. And now you find this man that will put you in your place. Ah, I don't need any man to be treating me like that. I want a man that will respect me. I want a man that will show me a, a kind of and so on and so forth. Why? Because now when you find what you are looking for, the one that you believe you should be together don't want you. The one that you don't want, that's the one that you find. You end up with the men that you do not want. You end up with the women that you do not like. And now everybody is sad. Ah, marriage, marriage, marriage. We will marry. After how many months is my God? I curse the day that I met you. How did you make this happen? You are shouting and screaming at one another. Why? Remember Genesis chapter 3. Curses of the flesh is raining, blaming. It's my fault. It's your fault. And at the end of the day, what's happening? What people want is just to be by themselves. You know, I always say to people, I say, England is a place when you have visitors. When they come, ah, welcome, this and that. If they are spending more than a week, you will start to scratch yourself because you have just a way of putting your toothbrush and your toothpaste and your house and your cushion. And there is nothing called accommodation. There is nothing called embracing other people. You just want to be. And before you know it, you will call all the people. Let's have a marriage. The wife will come. You will feed each other the cake. And, and, and the, 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 the pastor or whoever it is will say, put it in his mouth and put it in her mouth. And you will kneel down and you will clap. It doesn't last. Why? Because you are flesh. You have become anti-relationship. And this is why before you can really, 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 really achieve your main goal. Your main goal is not just to marry. Your main goal is not just to have children. Your main goal is to have a fulfilling relationship. Because that's what fills you up. That's what brings satisfaction. That's what takes away the void in your spirit. Ah, if only I can marry. The next minute you get married, that's it. If only I can have a child. The next minute you, ah, if only, no. Because there is something that you are looking for. There is an overriding objective that is going on. That overriding objective, folks, is the main supernatural objective for you and I today. And what's that? It is resurrection. I'm going to end here today and I hope you will join me next week for part two of this message. If you would like a copy of today's message, please call 07492. 754168. I repeat, 07492-754168. You can also connect with me on social media by typing, for instance, on Facebook, Ola Bisi Obide. And if you're after inspiration, do visit my blog site, which is www.encouragedbygod.com. Dot com. I repeat, 
www.encouragedbygod.com. For those of you out there who are keen on uh, inspiring yourself by feeding regularly on the Word of God, we have a, a magazine which is called Pathway to Life magazine. This magazine is packed with prayers and with soul edifying testimonies and also with some other bits and pieces that you will find encouraging. To receive a copy of our latest edition of Pathway to Life magazine or to subscribe so that we can automatically be sending you copies of it as soon as it is out please call 07492-754-168. I repeat, 07492-754-168. I do hope that you will tune in next Sunday for another Inspiration Time. Until then, this is me, Pastor Labisi, wishing you a very, very lovely Sunday. And goodbye for now.